Hey guys, I'm Lannon. And I'm McKinley. And this is the fifth episode of Bikini Bottom Live, where we cover Ripped Pants, which is actually episode 2B, and it aired on July 17th, 1999. The runtime is 11 minutes, which will continue for the rest of this season. This is the sister episode to Bubble Stan, which they both premiered on July 17th, 1999. Let's go ahead and do the credits. The writers, Paul Tibbet, Peter Burns. Storyboard artist, Mark O'Hare. Storyboard director, Paul Tibbet. And animation director, Edgar Larazabal. So, let's dive in. Are y'all ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! The episode starts off with Tom Kenny's voice of a French narrator where he says, Goo Lagoon, a stinky mud paddle, and you know, some other stuff. Um, but we get, uh, you know, an undersea beach, which, you know, is actually possible if it's an algae uh, sea, but, you know, it's, it's Goo Lagoons. I mean, uh, Stephen Hillenberg could have based this off of yeah, stuff like that, because he was a marine biologist, but it's still funny that, like, there's an undersea beach, and there's, the fish already wear swimwear all around, so they're, you know, they just look like their regular selves. Some of them, um... Not Spongebob, who does have, yeah. like, formal attire, usually, uh, but then in this, he is seen, for the first time, wearing something other than his signature outfit, and wearing a blue swim, uh, swim trunk. But he's the only one who is dressed differently. Everyone else is wearing their usual clothes. Larry, who's always in uh, swim trunks. Sandy's in her suit, because I guess, you know, she can't... I mean, she could have just wore the helmet and wore her bathing suit, but she's not... They're already underwater, so... Yet again, confusing... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's lots of little uh, umbrellas and people on the beach and surfing and music and, you know, uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, and after that uh, introduction, SpongeBob attempts to uh, make Sandy laugh by making objects and impressions uh, out of the sand. Uh, and this is one thing that we were sort of confused about when we first realized it, is that uh, SpongeBob puts on a big uh ball of sand and starts pretending to be squidward and sandy clearly recognizes who he's making fun of despite the fact that in all the previous episodes up until this point sandy was never introduced to squidward so uh that and plus a few other things that we noticed we believe that this episode chronologically takes place much later into the show and their relationship seems to be you know more like a girlfriend and a boyfriend yeah this episode uh, heavily revolves around SpongeBob being jealous of Sandy hanging out with Larry, and people besides him getting Sandy's attention. But yeah, SpongeBob does lots of impressions. You know, when he puts the sand ball on his head and then the sand nose, his eyes do change to look like Squidward's. And then we get Tom Kenny doing an impression of Roger Bubbles' Squidward, which is pretty good. Um, and he makes a giant phone, and he. It goes and answers it. What is that, SpongeBob? Can you keep it down? I'm trying to be boring. And you know, Squid, uh, Sandy thinks this is hilarious. And then uh, SpongeBob like remakes or reshuffles and just appears as with his a sand version of his Krusty Krab hat and pizzas. So we think this has to be later because the Krusty Krabs never served pizzas before until pizza delivery. Yeah. 
So we think it has to take place after that episode as well. Which this little scene could have inspired that episode, too. That is also possible. But yeah, SpongeBob's getting lots of laughs um, until Larry shows up. Until a big shadow appears, (laughs) and we see uh, our first appearance of Larry the Lobster, who... uh, is massive. And he asks uh, Sandy to come lift weights with him, which she eagerly replies yes and goes with him. And SpongeBob looks sort of defeated and walks along with them. So Larry and Sandy and SpongeBob walk over to the Muscle Beach part of the beach where there's literally just people sitting in the stands watching these huge jacked fish just work out. Like they're not lifting weights as a competition yet. They're literally just working out. And these people are just sitting there watching them like zombies. <laughs> they have to get some kind of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's fun. Like there's the huge brown fish and he's just jacked and there's and the the killer whale killer whale and then there's another one uh is it is it a shark i can't remember there is a third fish i can't remember what it is but yeah they're all like like look like they've done like when you if you ever seen an actual bodybuilding competition like it's like their muscles are about to explode um so uh Larry starts lifting weights and everyone starts cheering. So Sandy keeps lifting a heavier heavy weight every time than, than what he does. Uh, so SpongeBob's like, well, I gotta get some attention. So he goes and picks up a stick and everyone just looks at him. And then Sandy says, y'all watch this. She picks up two anchors and then uh, they go, yeah! And everyone goes, Woo! and uh, then uh, Larry to to as the finale to top her, lifts the entire uh, crowd up in the bleachers. Yeah, so Larry picks up the bleachers with all the people on him, and then Sandy goes, way to go, Larry! And SpongeBob's like, great. You know, it's like... Because, uh, you know, they're not officially dating, but SpongeBob basically is dating her, at least to my knowledge. But yeah, this makes him jealous. So, after he lifts that stick... And he sl- he sinks into the ground, uh, and then he goes further underground and does sort of a Bugs Bunny tunnel, mm-hmm. where he tunnels out of the uh, area and over to a man at a campfire cooking marshmallows. And this is the first time we're introduced to the running gag of fire underwater. Yeah, and he's got he's just eating a whole thing of marshmallows by himself, and it's like, can I borrow two of these? He goes, uh huh, <laughs> and he and. He goes back and puts the two marshmallows on the stick and goes, two, count them, two marshmallows. And everyone's like, okay. He, he and he can't the, lift He them. does a great warm-up routine where yeah, he, 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 grabs, <laughs> he grabs his leg and spins it around like a yo-yo or something. Like he's cranking himself <laughs> up like an old car. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then he, he strains and strains and strains and cannot pick up these two marshmallows. <laughs> Uh, and then um, he keeps looking at the crowd, and they're they're like really, and uh, he eventually you hear a ripping sound. Everyone goes, <gasps> and then he turns around. He looks at his own butt, and he and he sees that he's ripped his pants, yeah. and everyone loses it. Then he looks embarrassed and scuttles off, uh, and starts walking away uh, in sort of shame. Until we are introduced to the 
surfer dude. Surfer bro, which is the funniest character in this episode. Because that was too funny. You are hilarious. You are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, his laugh is the best. And then every so that's a recurring thing. Every time SpongeBob goes up to him, he slaps him back. You still got it, dude. So yeah, SpongeBob has figured out. Oh, I can make people laugh and Sandy laugh and have attention. So he continues to rip his pants through various means, like getting hit with a frisbee. Uh, trying to pick up a volleyball. Yeah, so they did the volleyball game, and so SpongeBob can't even hit the volleyball. Purpose, perp on purpose, like messes up, can't hit the volleyball. So then he just like, I'll just rip my pants some more. That's that already ripped, and everyone loses it. And uh, of course, the surfer bro comes up and is like, "You're funny," and it just keeps and keeps happening. And then Sandy throws SpongeBob a frisbee. He does not catch it on purpose. Falls. She picks him up, and he's like, "You all right? I guess so." Is it that ripped my pants? And he keeps ripping his pants, and Sandy thinks this is so funny. After that, we see SpongeBob and Sandy go to the uh, ice cream stand, which is another uh, character and place we see uh, on this beach in some later episodes as well. Uh, but we see SpongeBob make several uh, pants-related puns towards the ice cream man who. Does not find it funny at all. <laughs> yeah. so, so we got SpongeBob face who keeps doing like these cute little faces, like mm, "Am I funny?" And then the the ice cream man keeps getting more and more mad. And Sandy and, Sandy thinks it's hilarious though, but the ice cream man is not having it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's like banana split, and he goes tee hee. Anything else? How about ripple? It's but it's. Sandy, you know, is on the floor laughing, and SpongeBob just leaves an ice cream man. SpongeBob with no, just... no, has had any business today. He has to put up with SpongeBob. And... SpongeBob runs over to the snack bar where he starts assaulting these patrons, and he jumps up and uh, puts his arm around this guy, knocking his glass of <laughs> yes. like orange juice or Fanta over. Uh, and he just starts asking him about his about his hamburger. The guy is like does not want him there because he's literally right in his face. He's touching this guy. Yeah, he just goes up and knocks his drink or puts his arm around him, and, and he's like, uh, "You know what could go with that?" And he goes, "No, what? Ripped pants." Bah! And then he just shoves his butt in this guy's face who's trying to eat. And he is so mad. It's one of the funniest, like, the best, like, angry faces I've ever drawn. And he, uh, uh, then SpongeBob uh, runs around the bar some more and does it again to some other patrons who are not finding it pants funny. pants a la mode! And everyone is just really, really annoyed by SpongeBob. And then he runs into the chef, who's, like, this big old dude. Uh, big, big muscular, you know, rough dude. And he says... Did you order a case of these pants? And he shoves his own butt through a cardboard box and make it look like he just opened the box. And the guy goes, oh. <laughs> like, like, I hate out, you. Get out of my kitchen. Yeah. He, <clears throat> so this is also, this, I'm pretty sure this is the snack bar that Patrick talks about later. We don't see the snack bar a lot, but uh, this is like, showcasing it and uh i like how the snack bar looks but yeah poor people poor patrons of the snack bar there's literally a maniac running around shoving his torn 
uh, swim trunks with his underwear showing in their face or they're trying to eat. And this, that's pretty realistic. Any uh, yeah. public place. Which I don't know how people can eat on the beach at all. It's like everyone's walking around half naked and at least 75% of the people are unattractive. <laughs> maybe more, maybe 80. Uh, anyway, we get a, a transition to the surfing competition. We transition to a surfing competition where we see Sandy, Larry, and SpongeBob all surfing, and we have an announcer announcing all of their moves. Uh, and SpongeBob's move is just ripped pants, who the announcer does not find funny. There goes Larry doing his classic layback. There goes Sandy hanging ten fingers, that is. And there goes SpongeBob ripping his pants again. We then see SpongeBob wipe out and wash up onto the beach where the lifeguard. Uh, says, hey, a cardboard box washed up on the beach and puts a telescope up to his eye and sees that it's uh, a person. Holy cow, it's a guy! And we see like a, a Baywatch scene where he's running with, playing this, like rock music. With, with this music playing and he goes and picks him up and just starts screaming towards the sky. <laughs> Why? And he gets, gets a He didn't big, even try to save him. He's like, he's a, already dead. He gets a big crowd of people to surround him. We don't... We don't look that concerned. They're just trying to see what's going on. <laughs> and then we see uh, we see a, a heavenly light come down, and SpongeBob gripping at this guy's chest, making this hilarious face, like he can't, like he can't, <laughs> he can't breathe. I need. What do you need? A tailor. And then the music stops, and the light goes away because I ripped my pants. And we see the we see one of the f- best faces ever from the lifeguard looking at the camera, <laughs> and he just drops SpongeBob on the ground, and every the crowd clears. Uh, we then see Sandy uh, walk up, and as she's extremely angry at him for essentially faking his own death, uh, that wasn't funny, SpongeBob. And then she storms off, and then we get the surfer bro walk up and give the most disappointing voice ever it's like you feel you get secondhand shame from spongebob he goes dude he just walks up with his head down his hands in his pockets and then walks off and then uh we get a transition to a little bit later spongebob is inside of a tent uh he has a, a little uh note uh where he's written everything that has been funny he's like lifting weights Laughs. Uh, frisbee uh, knocks him dead. Uh, volleyball kills. And then and his, his final one. Pretending to drown. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Which that, you know, this episode's used for a lot of different uh, memes. And then a lot of people will fill in like different jokes and different things. But at the end, it's like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <clears throat> So we see SpongeBob thinking for a second, trying to come up with a new joke, uh, where we see him bust out of the tent and just tear off his entire pants, showing his underwear. Rip pants off. Get it? Get it? Does Look out. There's a pants thief on the loose. And we see that the, the beach is completely empty and a tumbleweed <laughs> rolls by. And then we see SpongeBob look out in the distance and see uh, Larry and Sandy playing uh, beach ball with each other. Oh no, they've all left. And Sandy's with Larry. She'd rather be with Larry. Oh no, oh no, oh no. It's over. We see SpongeBob lay down on the ground with his pants and said, We blew it, pants. And then the 
the, the pants are sentient and that, they talk with a French accent too. They go, what do you mean we? And then and they, they walk get, off. They get up and walk off. It's like, okay. <laughs> Is this the first time we've seen an inanimate object just come to life, talk, and then walk off? It's crazy. It's funny. But it's like, <laughs> what just happened? Uh, SpongeBob's just laying there in his underwear. And then he says, I guess I'm the biggest loser on the beach. And then uh, a lady fish walks up and she's like glowing red. And she's like, no, I am. I forgot to put on sunscreen. And then she... Uh, you know, when you do get a sunburn, you can do this where you touch your skin and you watch it change colors and then fade away. But it makes like this cool, like, like a like a weird like uh, futuristic like ray sound. I guess it's like sun ray, so they do like yeah. a ray sound. Uh, and but then um, then the bluefish comes up and says, "No, I am. I got sand in my buns." And he has two hamburger buns covered in sand. It's like you expect him, I guess, to pull his pants down and show his butt, but it's two hamburger buns. And then you hear this shaking sound, and then a huge, like humpback whale guy comes out of the ground. He's like, "No, I am. They buried me in the sand and forgot me. What happened to you? <laughs> I lost my best friend." How? And then SpongeBob jumps, gets a sand guitar, <laughs> and then we get a transition to this big, like, uh, this stage like, area. Stage with a, like, with a, a concert venue. <laughs> uh, this is where we need to talk about the great and awesome song from this episode. Uh, the song, Rip Pants, was written by Peter Strauss. And Paul Tibbet, Strauss provides the singing voice of Spongebob. The song's melody borrows heavily from Be True to Your School from the Beach Boys. This entire thing is supposed to be like the Beach Boys. Uh, But so Spongebob and all the other losers from the beach put on a song. uh, When Big Larry came down just to put him down. Spongebob turned into a clown. And no girl ever wants to dance with a fool who went and ripped his pants. I know I shouldn't murmur and I shouldn't curse, but the pain feels so much worse. And it goes on. And this, SpongeBob mentions cursing. I know we know it's just a song, but this is why people on the Wikia think it's chronologically after uh, Sailor Mouth. Yeah, Sailor Mouth is the episode where SpongeBob and Patrick curse and it's replaced with dolphin noises. But in that episode, they were introduced to curse words. So a lot of people believe that uh, this episode takes place chronologically after that episode, since SpongeBob acknowledged curses. Mm-hmm. But like the reason I was singing the song, it's just so memorable. You know every word because it just works. It's it's one of the the times we see where they write a song for the show that is like it could be its own song. I mean, I know it's based off of a it's real song. Basically, a parody. Yes, but it's. It's such a great song. It's sung well, despite just being for this one scene in a children's cartoon. <laughs> like, a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I like the, uh, uh, I think it's the ladyfish playing a tambourine, and then the, the greenish bluefish with the sandy buns is actually shaking the buns, like, as an instrument. And then the big whale is playing the drums, and SpongeBob's playing the guitar. And then we get this... You know, everyone's like, oh, this is people, awesome. Yeah, people start gathering around and, and like, swaying side to side. And then we get this cool, 
like it's supposed to be like a green screen or like music video effect where it's literally like a real wave like by, just directly behind the characters <laughs> even lot, behind the crowd at the bottom it's a lot like older um music videos yeah. like that where like especially like trance music where it has the band playing in front of this green screen just the showing 60s these kind of thing yeah just on. showing like waves or all these different psychedelic type things and then we get like this cool like overlap splash transition um uh but then it's like be true to yourself, don't miss your chance, and you won't end up like the fool who ripped his pants. And we see all of the people on stage rip their pants, and we see it pan out to this giant stadium a of huge sand. crowd with a blimp says, <laughs> Spongebob. <laughs> and, you know, and then we see... Sandy run out from the crowd and uh, run up to Spongebob. Spongebob, your song was so true. If you can't be my friend, just be yourself. And um, Larry goes, uh, Spongebob, that was so righteous. Can you sign my pants? He's like, sure thing, buddy. And like, he makes a face like he's about to do something naughty, like either rip his pants again or write something bad on Larry. <laughs> and then he rips his underwear so he's just naked he for everyone. It. And someone goes, like they, Someone like, whistles. Like cat calls. Yeah. And <laughs> like I said, a, SpongeBob lights being naked. It's, it's a it's a reoccurring theme of SpongeBob being naked in front of a crowd, in front of people, yeah. and everyone just being okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the song is fantastic, and it's basically a music video, and it's great. Um, but yeah, I really like this episode, and yeah, it ends with SpongeBob on stage naked, and it cuts off. Um. So let's do the trivia now. This is the first episode, first appearance of Larry the Lobster, uh, along with all the other background characters that look very similar, you know, like the Ice Cream Man. I think even the announcer shows up later as well. Um, but you know, like a lot of the ladyfish, you know, they just reuse a lot of these people because uh, I guess it's supposed to be like everyone in Bikini Bottom is at Google. It's, yeah, it's something that a lot of cartoons don't do. I would say is uh, SpongeBob has reoccurring background characters. Like, not only are they in the background, they are also sometimes talking and, you know, introduced, mm -hmm. but they sh continue to show up later in the seasons. It gives a, a good sense of continuity and, you know, that these are actual residents of Bikini Bottom yeah. and we see them over and over. It's not like a new generic background character every single time. I don't know if we see Fred yet because I don't know if he's been introduced. His, his, his design might be, but I don't know if we see him. But we do see the fish that later on SpongeBob... Um, uh, pranks him and he only puts like one ice cube in his drink he's there um and a lot of the other ones they'll use later and um the ice cream man shows up later where sandy says in texas we call ice cream frozen cowgies excuse me for a second uh <laughs> and it, he also shows up in the episode where plankton is attempting to take over the beach right and uh, SpongeBob keeps letting people cut in front of him in line. So this guy's at the beach probably every day trying to sell ice cream <laughs> at that one spot. Um, so it gives a good sense of yeah. continuity. There's these characters that are there, and they show up later in the same spot. It's really, really good uh, writing, like with forethought. I think you mean continuity. Well, that's okay. What I, what have I been saying? Um, continuity, or what have you been saying? <laughs> I guess I've been saying continuity. It's continuity. continuity. Not continuity. Continuity. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is also the first appearance of Fire Underwater. 
which is a running gag throughout the entire series. It's a hilarious one that they acknowledge quite often. Um, and this is also one of Tom Kenny's favorite episodes because it reminded him of being a kid and saying stuff funny and enjoying making people laugh um, and realizing that he had a talent to make people laugh. Um, and But him saying the same joke over and over and over and realizing mm-hmm. people got tired of it and that people just got annoyed yeah, with it. After he had to create time. new material. He figured that out. I think I think everyone encountered that at some point in their childhood. Actually, uh, they they stopped this podcast a little too early. I think they should have kept making it. It was the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast, which was made out of uh, Studio One A, I think, in Burbank, California. The same b- building that SpongeBob was made in uh, It's still being made in. Um, but uh, they had Tom Kenny on there, and he talked about that. Um, he would write, he figured out that he uh, he was too shy to be the class clown, so he would write jokes for his friend that was the class clown who ended up, who was um, who was Bobcat Goldweight. Um, the two of them eventually were like, hey, we should just do stand-up because Tom Kenny, uh, uh, he ended up not being shy anymore. He could be funny in front of people. So um, in Syracuse... Um, there wasn't a lot of stand-up going on at a lot of these uh, restaurants at night, so him and Bobcat Goldweight decided to do stand-up. They were both 17, but they both got paid to do stand-up when they were 17. They couldn't even drive to their first gig. Uh, they had to have someone drive for them, an older kid. But that's how they got their start. Uh, Tom Kenny did do stand-up for a while, um, and then um, he got... Uh, he, he all, But he did want to do animation voices uh, once he got hired on Rocco to do the voice of Heifer. Um, But then after Rocco got canceled, he had to go back to stand-up because he didn't get any jobs. And he really, really loved, when he was a kid, you know, Looney Tunes and all that. He wanted to do funny voices and stuff. And he liked stand-up, but he knew that wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. Um... So, Spongebob was kind of like a uh, miracle. We would call this, like, um, Hand of God in screenwriting. Uh, where, like, uh, this was, like, probably the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Because now he still is doing Spongebob. He still is doing what he loves to do, which is voices. He, of course, he's done many other shows. He still does many other shows. But he is Spongebob, which is one of the most recognizable characters in the world. It's like Nickelodeon's Mickey Mouse now. Um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, I like that he likes this episode because it reminds him of his childhood. And, you know, he did stand up for um, a while. And most people don't know that. Um, but yeah, that's cool. So now let's do our favorite quotes and moments. Can uh, you go first? I'm going to think about my favorite quote. <laughs> my favorite quote uh, is probably going to be, it's a, my favorite moment as well, is when SpongeBob uh, is. Uh, in the lifeguard's arms and uh, yeah, gripping yeah. at him. Uh, what do you need? I need a tailor. <laughs> That's probably one of my my favorite of the entire one of my favorites of the entire series. Yeah, especially when the lifeguard first picks him up and screams to the to the sky. I would say my favorite moment's the scream too, but my favorite quote is probably. Well, I guess all of the Surfer Bros quotes, uh, especially, dude, <laughs> and you still got it, dude, and 
Yeah. And I love his eye. He goes, <laughs> But yeah, I, I do like the surfer bro. Um, I love his laugh, which is like, <laughs> That is the same character later on in Bubble Buddy. Uh, that Bubble Buddy, uh, you know, the guy was buried in sand and everyone was complaining about Bubble Buddy who is not acting like he has life at the beginning. Yeah. And the guy basically drowns and dies. Yeah. And his angel goes, he made me experience high tide. Oh! And which, he floats off into heaven. Which this is something we'll talk about when we get to that episode. But Bubble Buddy shows later on that he is alive. So that means he did allow that man he, to drown. He watched that guy he drown. He watched that guy drown. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> man, it's funny. But yeah, I love that character. Uh, it's this voice. I don't know who does the voice, but it's it's like a it's a little bit of a dolphin, you know. But yeah, it's funny. So that about wraps it up for ripped pants. Um, we will have another episode uh, soon. We try to do two a month, but we've been kind of uh, busy. But we're going to try to stick to two a month. If you'd like to contact us, our email is lovetteanimation at gmail.com. That is L-O-V-E-T-T-E animation at gmail.com. Contact us about anything you would like to know or like to say. Um, We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, along with seven other major podcast platforms. Please leave us a review. And from all of us here, I'm Landon. And I'm McKinley. And thank you for listening.